I, I was reading complaints on the internet <laughs> and surprise there are there are some <laughs> wait you can put complaints on the internet <laughs> yeah yeah this changes everything for me it's like steve jobs and the dude had triplets and they built an app this is founder quest Hey, Tim, let's give you some tips on how to organize Apple. <laughs> right. <laughs> that should be a show that we do. We should. Yeah, we should do like like a special show where we just do something extremely full of like hubris. Every week we could pick a large, you know, multinational enterprise and give them tips on how to improve their business. Yeah. Yeah. How to, how to honey badgerize it. That's what the Exponent podcast does, which is what is it? Someone beat us to the punch. Yeah. Is it Ben Thompson? Uh huh. Yeah, but I mean, like he sounds like he's qualified to <laughs> yeah, yeah. Actually talk about that about. stuff. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I have, I've, I have heard like kind of buzz just, just following like because I've been having issues with some Apple services, and it seems like they are having some uh, growing issues, or they have had growing issues. There has been buzz about like they might need to like create some sort of clear division or something. It's totally different. Like running services is yeah. totally different from having a hardware software company. Well, if they're having problems scaling, maybe they should move to AWS. I'm I mean, sure the they whole have quite a big, big AWS spend as it is. The whole Apple Photos <laughs> yeah. thing is just—I hear it's just run out of like it's run off of a couple of Mac Minis. It's just running out of closet. <laughs> it's running out <laughs> yeah. in Tim's closet. They can upgrade to Mac Pros now. They just released that. They don't have rack mount yet for them, but uh, oh yeah, soon. you can get eight terabytes in the MacBook Pros now, so they could finally ex- extend their uh, their iCloud storage. Yeah, do y'all think yeah. they actually run their services like on Macs as servers? No, I, don't. <laughs> I mean, maybe be... some old old services are still running on some of those old X servers, but no, I think uh, I'd be surprised. Use... That would take some dedication. I'm yeah. pretty sure they're they're well invested in the public cloud. If Steve Jobs was still around, they would. Wait, be, I think you don't think that like... just seems like the kind of like line he'd draw in the sand. Did Did Johnny Ive not design all like their rack mounts? <laughs> <laughs> See the problem with Apple computers or with, with Apple servers in the data center, just is insane to manage all the dongles. <laughs> just dongles between it, just everywhere. Yeah, like they don't have, they don't have Ethernet jacks. You've got to have a dongle that goes into a USB 3. <laughs> yeah, have you seen like the fiber dongle like to connect the fiber to the, to the Thunderbolt? <laughs> I know, it's crazy, it's crazy. So anyway, what are we talking about today? We're talking about lessons learned in 2019. It's 2019, isn't it, guys? Still, yes, it is. Okay, yeah, that's great. Yes, so lessons learned in 2019 at Honey Badger. It might be applicable to, say, your huge multinational corporation that manufactures software and hardware. So it's been a pretty big year today, or today. It's been a pretty big <laughs> year. That, I've had days that feel like that. Mm-hmm. It's been a pretty big year this year. We have grown the team to five people, and we've just gotten like a whole bunch done. So... I guess maybe we should start by, what do you think we should do? Should we start at the beginning or should we start by just sort of talking about like big 10,000 foot view, like lessons and sort of get into the details or like what, how do y'all want to do it? You know, I was thinking of this episode as the things we did this year episode, the recap, as opposed to things we learned because. Oh, I'm sorry. I don't know. Well, there might be things we learned that we'll, uh, we'll share It'll along the way. come out of the things that we did. Yeah. yeah. Well, hopefully yeah. we learned some things along the way. <laughs> okay that's cool things we did that's a little bit more like cut and dry too so i mean i i forgot we did a lot of this stuff so i kind of learned that we like what we did this year today 
that's one thing yeah, I learned. Reflect and, and uh, <laughs> celebrate your successes, right? <laughs> yeah. So what we did this morning, or what um, I guess Josh did, is ask Ben Finley to compile a list of all the things that we did. Yeah. So we didn't have to. Well, <laughs> so was, we're getting we're getting the hang of this like, like, employees thing. I think I was yeah. like, hey, Be hey, Ben Finley, what did we do this year again? And then, <laughs> and then he he like created a nice list in Notion, and yeah. here we are. And then and I jumped in there too because uh, he was looking at all the you know he does all of our product announcements and stuff, and so he was looking at it from things mm -hmm. that we announced. And I what I did is I went back to our GitHub repo and I looked at all of our pull requests that we closed through the year. Mm. Oh, nice! And uh, so I found a few things idea. that we did that. We didn't necessarily advertise or talk about very much, so some Ooh. things that he might he might not have been aware of. And so. these aren't these aren't aren't on our list, right here. Are, are you saying you're going to surprise me with some extra stuff no, no. that we did? I already oh, added okay. them to he the list. It, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. okay. Yeah, he and I were I like, thought, you know, I thought there was together. even more that I. Yeah, I thought there was more stuff. I got, <laughs> these are I got excited for unannounced minute. features. Like to the public, this is all going to be news. No, no, no. A lot of these things have been announced. <laughs> okay. To oh, the public, oh, a couple oh, of things yes, are going to be. Yes, news. a couple of things will be somewhat new. Unless yeah. you're paying attention. They're going to be amazingly new and shockingly new. Shock, they're going to blow people's minds. This, this is kind of a premiere. Knock your socks off. Yeah. Yeah. In continuing the premieres of the morning, having just watched the MicroConf premiere. Oh, yes. Yes. Did you, did you <laughs> see that star? There's there's new news from the MicroConf community. I saw you all talking about it. So could somebody tell me what's going on? Josh can fill you in, I'm sure. Well, Rob had nine new things to announce in a uh, video that they were like, they kind of, they like had it go out at well, like 9am this morning or something. They did a, like a little launch, like video launch thing. I'm not going to go through all nine of them because I don't remember them all. But you can go to microconf.com and, and see what they are. But a few of them are, uh, I think microconf 2021 is going to be in Denver and they're not going to be doing starter anymore. So it's going to be just I mean, I, I assume that they're just going to combine the, you know, whoever wants to go to MicroConf, it'll just be MicroConf again. And then... Because they, they had changed it a couple of years ago where there was like a MicroConf for like beginning business people and then a MicroConf for like more experienced yeah. people. Yeah. I think the reasoning was that like MicroConf is fairly, it's a fairly pricey conference to go to and all the travel and stuff. And they can get more, like for the, the people who are just starting out, they can get more mileage out of some other things that they're planning. So they're going to release all of their like video library for free online. They're going to start doing like more local regional style events, it sounded. So there will be more opportunity basically for people who don't like all who can't get to like the, the big micro comp, they can go to one of these other smaller things or participate in the community online. Oh, that's great. That'll be good. Hopefully so, that'll bring in some new blood and, and just like micro hunts good, but it seems like there's Every year, it's sort of like the same people. It's nice to see those people, but you know, at the same time, maybe it might do more good in the world if, if you know, you get some new people in there every now and again. Yeah, new faces are always always good. Yeah, that'd be fine. Plus, there's the there's going to be the Slack community that's going to be ongoing all the time. So that'll be yeah. Nice. There's that's a new fun. Slack. Oh yeah, I thought that was kind of. Um, I mean, like I, the last thing I needed or I need is another Slack. I was thinking the same but, thing. It's oh like, Lord, oh, yeah. I don't, one that's, more Slack like, part of. That said, like, I don't, I don't join most of the Slacks I am a part of. But I have been thinking lately since I left. Uh, I haven't been on Twitter. Like, I, I deleted my Twitter account a while back, so I have like been missing a connection to some of those people that I've been trying to think about. Like, how do I reestablish that without like rejoining social media? Because I'd like to have the best of both worlds. So maybe that's you know the Slack might be a little bit better alternative. 
No. At least it's not a Discord server. <laughs> no? <laughs> I don't really care. I mean, it seems like Discord is, is exactly like Slack. Oh, Just yeah. Like it's gamier. It's similar. Yeah, uh, it is gamey. Yeah, it's more, uh, I don't know, it's kind of cool. That's actually one of the things we did this year. We added a Discord integration. Yeah, really? yeah. I did that okay, recently. Well, let's, let's not give it away. We don't oh, have spoilers. Oh. All right. So well. are we going to just like go down this list? Or yeah, let's go down do? the list chronologically. Okay. I started the list in December of last year. It's not really a this year recap, but I figured we're in December now. So if we go back 12 months, and that gave me some wiggle room to be able to include the Circle CI orb that we launched back in December of last year. And uh, what that does is that uh, a little bit of code that plugs into the Circle CI environment, and you can use our orb to send deployment notifications and uh, to upload your source maps. So a lot of times as part of your CI CD pipeline, you might be doing compiling assets and uh, you can now using that Circle CI orb, you can just easily plug in and send those assets to us as part of your source map and then let us know like, we do some deployment with Circle CI. We just, you know, uh, when, when something passes on master on our, on our, our main repo, it, Circle CI, once it tests run, it actually does a deployment for us. In that kind of environment, you can use our orb to then notify HoneyBadger about the deployment. I know I'm probably getting ahead of, of things here, but do we have that for GitHub Actions too now? We just launched that in ah, November, nice. this November. Yes, for GitHub. So yeah. Yeah, I thought so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, GitHub Actions was in uh, beta for quite a while. So we kind of held mm -hmm. off on that until it was publicly available. And that happened in uh, November, October, somewhere in there. Yeah. So yeah, so now we have that in both places. I just I, right. I just set up uh, my first uh, like testing thing on GitHub Actions and it was pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, it's really cool. I like it. Yeah. So it looks like January is mostly my stuff, so I'll go. We revamped our onboarding system. So when you sign up now, you instead of just being taken into our configuration page with some instructions, you're given a nice little sort of step-by-step -step installation guide uh, that tells you when you've completed the you know, the steps interact with our server. Like it's very, it's very cool and interactive. And that was actually a outgrowth of hiring a Ben Finley, our marketing person who is basically, I think, I think we're trying to increase the number of people who converted, right? Mm -hmm. Do you guys remember, uh, yes. do we have any results on that? Do we have results on that? That's an excellent question. Hmm. I, I know we've gotten great feedback about that. We've had people say that the onboarding is fantastic. I don't, yeah, I, I haven't looked at the numbers. At the stats. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I should do okay. that. But we do. If, think, we have them. I know that we have them. I think I remember they got a little bit muddied because we um, launched our free plan and then we also launched PHP support. Yeah. And both of those had different, like both of those are going to mess with your conversion rate. Yeah. Right? Well, at the time uh, we were having, we had just like, we were coming off of a big like marketing campaign for PHP that had like, there was a, we were getting a lot of signups, but since it was a relatively yeah. new thing a uh, fewer of those signups were converting so that was skewing our stats but i think the biggest change that came out of the revamping the onboard process onboarding process i think was that we wa wanted to like lock the process we wanted to require you basically to install install our our code before continuing into like the rest of the app and stuff because that's that's like our biggest factor of like where someone gets like falls off i think we had some good results with that where we have yeah. fewer people it's also easier to identify those accounts that the ones that are like, like progressing versus the ones that are just stalled on that one step. Right. Yeah. So that's, that's been true. great. And I think maybe some people like weren't entirely sure what they were supposed to do. Like maybe like more beginner people who, who weren't 
like I think in our old system, like they didn't quite know like what they were supposed to do next. Mm-hmm. Um, even though we gave them instructions and and stuff, but it wasn't yeah. quite as obvious. Mm-hmm. So in January, we also launched Search Autocomplete, which was my baby, which was a huge, huge effort. And basically, like we always had this really sweet, cool, advanced search syntax that lets you search errors by all sorts of different parameters and stuff, but you had to sort of type it in manually and nobody really knew how to use it. So what we did is, yeah, if you go on our site now, you'll see that we have, well, like once you, when you click on search, you'll get a menu of options. And when you say, you know, say search by assignee, it actually edits a little text field and sort of inserts the right syntax for you. And then if you go and type into that text field, it basically like it does autocomplete. It will like it autocompletes to give you the right syntax so that you don't really have like you can do searches without having to type so much, which is was nice. And yeah, so then moving on in February, we had our first engineering hire, like full full time engineering hire, right? Yeah, yep. Brought Kevin on in February. And we talked about that in a previous episode. So I guess we should link that episode because we we spent some time talking about that process. The hiring process. But yeah, yeah. Yeah. But that was great. It's been wonderful. Kevin's still with us, thankfully. March was his month, really. Like looking at the list of things. Yeah, yeah bunch like, of things. <laughs> he got yeah, off he's the really I was doing I was gonna job. say, like, I was gonna say after February, which is like the only thing that we did in February, apparently, is hired Kevin. Like <laughs> we have like 50 things to go through for the rest of the year. So we, we either need to we either need to pick up the pace or or like combine some of these things because because yeah it's gonna it's gonna be we're gonna be here yeah, a while we're gonna take forever uh, <laughs> this will be a, a so, double header episode we can we can yeah. stretch this out over <laughs> oh my god we're only through a couple of the months yeah we gotta <laughs> yeah so in march we uh so kevin added uh, two-factor authentication and also the have i been pwned database that tells you like if your data if your password has been compromised in some sort of data breach somewhere there's actually a gem that we can use to check is the password you're using one of those compromised passwords and warn people. So a little security improvements there. There's some integration improvements. We made it so you could uh, customize the, the way that our notices show up in Jira or GitHub. You know what else we did in March, Ben? What did we do? Well, as fans of the show will undoubtedly know, March is the month in which we launched this podcast, Founder Quest. Woo. Yeah, that means our birthday's coming up soon. Like only three We're going to have to do something. Yeah. What are, what are we going to do for Founder Quest birthday? I don't know. Uh, I'll send you all a piece of cake and we can eat it on air. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I like it. Sounds good. We had been talking about starting a podcast for a long time and long like, time. procrastinating. When we started Founder Quest, it was like, that was a ship it moment for us. We were like, we just got to do this and try it. I think that's why our February was kind of slim because we were yeah. doing a lot of recording. <laughs> yeah, that's too. right. We were, yeah. <laughs> oh, we yeah, we were. sure. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. All that recording you, you guys did. Yeah. Because as a... <laughs> and Star was doing a lot of work in February for getting the site, right? The illustrations, oh, yeah. site, the website, uh, yeah. editing. And yeah, we had this recorded like, like a bunch of episodes up front because we're, right. we're conservative. It's so funny because it's like seeing this, I see sort of patterns now that make total sense, but that it's hard to see unless you have like a list of everything that, that we've done. Mm-hmm. It's like... It's like my pattern is just like nothing, 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 huge thing, nothing, 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 nothing <laughs> huge thing. Yeah. Right. So <laughs> it's, yeah. it's kind of funny. Let's see. In April, we added deployment tracking for Laravel Forge. That was a customer request that came in. 
And Josh did some JavaScript work, which is always yeah. his favorite. <laughs> Sorry, is that you're being facetious there? Yeah, just a little bit. <laughs> I love I love JavaScript. <laughs> and then we had our first conclave, a regular scheduled meeting where we all get together. Our first conclave that had more than just the three of us. So we had a company wide meeting, a all five people. Yeah. Yeah. So how do you think that went? Like I thought, like I thought it was great seeing everybody. It's like I wondered if we were boring them with some of the business stuff. No, I don't think so. I think they were like fascinated. Like they're fascinated. These guys okay. Actually, work. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think everyone <laughs> okay, well, I think everyone had a good time. Yeah, I think okay, was well, that's cool. I mean, I guess a day long meeting. Not everybody's going to be like having rapt attention at every moment. Yeah, we're having our next one in January, right? With everyone. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's not going to be on the slopes. That's still something that we. I yeah, that we is on my to do list to look into that. Right. Yeah. I mean, I guess you can't really you can't probably can't book like a a magical like like ski chalet weekend. With three weeks notice in yeah. the Seattle area yeah. or the, the Northwest. So moving right along, May coming up on summer, we did content security policy support. So now you can send in the uh, CSP reports. We talked about that on episode two. We updated our PagerDuty integration, supported their V2, and then added Jira Cloud because you know just having two Jiras wasn't enough. Now you had, <laughs> had to have a third Jira. <laughs> we got all the Jiras here at Honey Badger. So yeah. we added that. Josh did some source map stuff, which is always fun. More JavaScript. And, and, and I added TurboLink. Yeah, that was your big thing for that. For it was that. my big thing. Yeah. It's 2019. It, yeah, 2019, the year of TurboLinks. That's what I'm <laughs> saying. Everybody should install TurboLinks. We previously had, we were using this PJAX library, which was originally made by GitHub, but it turns out that was not being supported anymore. And it was like, Preventing us from upgrading jQuery, which we love. We're just yeah. all about jQuery at the Badger. And so we're, we're 10x the jQuery, jQuery developers. Yeah, to upgrade the big JQ, we had to upgrade the tur we had to like switch to TurboLinks. And let me tell y'all, it's just it's just turbo. Like, <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm it, joking, but I honestly like TurboLinks. TurboLinks is awesome. It's didn't, pretty cool. Didn't you also switch us from Sprockets to Webpack and during that time? Oh, I did. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. yeah. We, yeah. went, we went full modern at Honey Badger. Right. We exactly. did. We're using Webpack to pack our jQuery code. <laughs> so hot. We are web scale. We are. People say I'm too old to be a hipster or to be cool, but I disagree. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of hot and on the cusp, we added IPv6 support in that month as well. We had a customer request that from us. I was like, what? There's someone out there actually using IPv6? <laughs> There's one person. <laughs> so that one person now is supported. Like we, You're welcome. Yes. <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> oh, that was kind of fun. So uh, July, we got some of some Ben Finley action in July. He uh, launched our affiliate program. And that's been going well. I think we should probably open that up to everybody. Like right now, it's just like oh, yeah. invite only. It's this exclusive club, right? But uh, I think, you know, maybe we should Is just this open an announcement? Up. Is this an announcement? Yes, I'm announcing it. Right here you, on the Founder Quest podcast. You're you seeing the history in the making, everybody. If you want to be an affiliate, hit us up. Hit us yeah. up. Yeah. Yeah. And we'll hit you up with some cash. What, what is the uh, affiliate Can I be deal? an affiliate? Uh, yeah, you, right. bring, you bring customers in. And right now the deal is we do 20%. So okay. whatever okay. ongoing <laughs> revenue we get from that customer that you bring to us, you get 20% forever. As yeah. Long, as long um, as they pay us, we pay you. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I'll, I'll think about embezzlement opportunities. <laughs> awesome. Got to update the handbook <laughs> again, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> the handbook doesn't say no embezzlement. We just keep, 
In July, we also had breadcrumbs from, let's see, that was uh, a lot of Kevin's work and Josh did some work on that as well. That was cool, allowing people to track some more data around their errors. And then I, my project for that time was uh, high charts. Like I was getting frustrated with our, uh, you know, perfectly adequate, but sometimes not so great charting that we had. And uh, I wanted to do some more fun things with charts. So I replaced our charting library with high charts, which was it's fantastic. That was a great choice. Yeah. So highly recommended. I was really happy because that got rid of another old jQuery plugin. Yeah. Slowly getting rid of them jQuery plugins. We are web scale. Speaking of web scale, the next month we had a change of our plans. We're like, you know what? Let's just throw caution to the wind and let's just 10x our limits. So we gave people more uptime, more check-ins. But not more error traffic because we're like, no, we're wait, what are <laughs> so, so what are we saying? We're saying that we had some I customers just, say that we were kind of stingy when it came to how many uptime checks we had realistic. On our, yeah. on our compared plans. to, compared to like, like competitive, yeah, competitors yeah. that do just uptime checks. Uh, right. We yeah, were pretty low. Right. Yeah, we were. And so yeah. we decided, you know what? We, we do not want people to have that excuse as a reason why they should use any other uptime service. So. We brought ourselves to parity with other vendors out there who are offering more uptime checks. So now you yeah. get your uptime checks and you get your exception monitoring and your cron monitoring all in one place and all the checks you could possibly want. Yeah. And that was good. And I think that that was like win-win for everyone because like that's, yeah. that doesn't really cost us a whole lot either. And it's right. just a huge value add to Honey Badger that no one else, none of our competitors have that. So right. yeah, it's like, why not just give, give people a bunch? Yeah, because that's what we do here at Honey Badger. <laughs> yeah. That did, you know, lead to some unintended consequences. We had a few scaling issues we had to iron out as a result yeah. of that decision. But uh, it was good. Like overall, like we were stronger, faster, better now than we were. So that's good. Well, awesome. So in August, I, I don't know if this was August or July. I was too lazy to actually look it up because literally nobody cares. I sort of like locked myself in a room with a bunch of data and tried to figure out like what it meant. And basically, like we've always had this, this sort of hard time linking our marketing efforts to like direct results, right? Because, you know, we do a blog post and it's really hard to say like, okay, somebody came and read this blog post and then 10 days later they signed up for Honey Badger because... I don't know, the sort of customer lifecycle doesn't work like that because you don't always have a need for a new error tracking system. It's when you set up a new project and that might happen in six months. And also like, you know, developers really like to use those ad blocking, tracking, blocking things. So we're kind of at a disadvantage there. So what I did is I uh, was like, OK, I'm going to take all of our sort of revenue data and signups data, and then I'm going to go back and find everything that we've ever done with respect to act like marketing actions, stuff like that. And basically I just made probably a hundred different charts where it's like, I looked at, you know, one chart on the same plot as the chart of like new customers or the chart of revenue and tried to see if any of them sort of lined up, which is my very like <laughs> advanced mathematical approach to things. Yeah. I think it was like the, we came up with some pretty interesting results from that. And as a result, I started working. I've been working on uh, getting more content to the blog and getting people, getting us set up with a system that can produce a lot of blog content on a more sort of sustainable basis than just me like writing it. Which was one of the successful things we did. You identified. Yeah, that was one of the yeah. successful things. 
Yeah, so I kind of forgot about this, but we redid the GitHub integration. We ditched the old OAuth way and, and did their new GitHub app way. We also replaced the old Slack. We were one of the original Slack integrations way, way back in the day. And they, you know, since then had come out with a new way to build apps. And so we, we built our new Slack app and got customers starting to switch over, which turned out to be a really good thing to do because in, so that was August, I think it was in October. Slack sent out this email to all their customers who were still using the older integrations saying they're going away. And so like all of a sudden we got a bunch of people saying, oh my goodness, our Slack integration is going to die. What, what, have you, what are you going to do? And it's like, oh, just go ahead and click the button over here because we already upgraded it. So that affected not just us, of course, but everyone that had an old integration on Slack. It's like a little Vibrato bit of a jerk and, move on, on Slack's part. It was kind like of a button. It would have been, been nice for them to say, okay, instead of just like your service is going away, they could say, your service is migrating to this new thing. Go over here. <laughs> so there were a lot of people affected by that, you know, other companies that provide integrations. And so there were a lot of hustling going on that month to get new integrations built. But it was nice to be able to sit back and say, oh, yeah, we got this covered. We also added uh, deployment tracking for Netlify. That was a weird one. I was like, huh, static sites getting deployed. I guess Wait, we could I track even... that too. Yeah. We do that? We do huh. that. I didn't know that. Today I learned something. Yeah. So if you're a Jamstack fan, you can deploy Jam your, it. You can I love jamming. Netfly, and uh, you can still use Honey Badger to track that stuff. Do y'all like that Bob Marley song, Jamming? Because I just love it. Don't I like to one. listen to it while I'm I'm programming my Jamstack applications. Can you can you hum a few bars while making some homemade jam? <laughs> I think Josh. Uh, I'm, was no, on I'm not. You're not going to get me to sing on here. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, that's not happening. <laughs> oh yeah. So we also, then we vacations. Then we took vacations. Yeah, speaking of patterns, um, I'm noticing a pattern like I go away and it's JavaScript, 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 and then I can't take it anymore and I got to just take a month off. So <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. It's <laughs> amazing. We're getting some real good insights from this. In August, we took some time off. Let's see. In, uh, in September, oh, Kevin built this awesome feature that we've had requested a number of times over the years, and that is to be able to link to existing tickets in GitHub or Trello or wherever. So forever, we've had the ability to create tickets and or issues in GitHub and the other integrations, but people wanted to be able to link to an existing one. So Kevin added that. That was cool. Josh, you, I'm sure you have some comments about the next item. Replacing oh yeah, we intercom. replaced Intercom with Help Scout partially because we're still using Intercom for like a few things on our onboarding emails, which I'm in the process of replacing. That was something else. Oh, I, Can I ask yeah. you a question, Josh? Sure. So I remember that like the main impetus behind this was to uh, make sort of customer service or to, to make the volume of our customer service requests a little bit more manageable yes. because people can't just like write us a one line chat that's like, hey, what's up? This is broken. Mm -hmm. And they sort of have to write an email, which makes them think a little bit more. How do you think that's worked out? I think it's worked out great. I have felt a lot uh, reduced pressure. I don't know about you guys from that flow versus the, uh, the old chat-based intercom flow. Um, we basically, we don't have any kind of like, well, we have like the, like you can still, there's a little widget that lets you submit a support, like basically send an email from our app, but it's not like the intercom widget that everyone seems to have where you can just like click it and chat with someone right away. Yeah, I think that was a huge, that was a huge success. I feel a lot better with support lately. I know Ben still does a most like a lot of tickets before we can ever get to them. We should ask him what, how he feels about it. 
I had other ideas in my like I have other ideas where that I uh, was planning like to uh, to further optimize support. I, they're still kind of on the back burner right now because honestly, like I've I haven't felt like the need to spend time on that. If we start struggling again with support, I'll probably go back and implement some of those things or try them out. Yeah, yeah. what do you think, Ben? Yeah. yeah, I think it's been really good. I've backed off a little bit. Yeah, and well, I'm part of all the tickets. Yeah, part of yeah. like that was part of the that was one of the things I was trying to fix too. Was like yeah, trying to figure out how we can have a more even distribution and and like yeah mm-hmm. yeah. So yeah. yeah, it's been good. I'm hoping that yeah, I'm hoping that like my from my perception like we haven't been like support hasn't been as much of a strain and i'm hoping that i haven't just dumped all the strain on you <laughs> so no, no, i don't no, think yeah. that's the case yeah no cool so uh, reduced all around so i got to play with some serverless stuff with the uh github student developer pack promotion that we launched because uh all of the like provisioning not all of the some of the provisioning steps happen in a serverless app outside of our main app which so that was kind of fun yeah, uh, and you and, and I talked about in that in the special episode of uh, Founder Quest Fireside Chats with just yeah. you and me, right? Yeah. So that's been good. Like that's we still like it, we had quite the influx of new signups during that promotion, as you might expect. That was a big bump, and that has continued. We have a continue. Oh, awesome! Continued drip of students coming in and trying out Honey Badger. Good for them. I believe the children of the future. And one reason we know they're still coming. Aside from like oh, yeah. know, maniacally watching our stats every day, which we don't actually do, but is we had the onboarding survey that we launched. That was uh, Ben's idea, I think. Ben Finley's idea. Yeah, and uh, that's turned that, out really well. That, I would like um, I would nominate that potentially for the best thing we've done this year. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, I would. Yeah. So we should describe what it is then for people. Basically, it's just a little. It's a text box that. We pop, it's like the first thing you see when you sign up for a new Honey Badger trial or account. It just asks you like why you're here and like who you are, like you can introduce yourself. But yeah, it's easy to skip, but um, a lot of people have been filling it out. Star, you mentioned how it's difficult based on our like our sign up flow or pipeline or whatever. Like it's difficult to track people via more like traditional methods of like from a blog post to trial to paid. That's it's a difficult based on how people like how our customers behave. This is one thing where like, I think we've been getting very useful feedback of like where people are coming from, because they can just tell us like, I've noticed a lot of things where, oh, I didn't realize like we were getting signups from, you know, that effort or, you know, over there. And it turns out like people are actually coming from a lot of different places where we've put an effort and tried to, yeah. So That's so great. Yeah, it's been really cool to see, like we ask, you know, why did you sign up for Honey Badger? And it's been a great source of marketing copy as well. Like because we have people coming in saying, oh, well, you know, my hobby is not to watch server logs all day. Uh (laughs) Yeah. So So they're they're, they're telling us the benefits that they see. (laughs) Right. Exactly. Exactly. So you're telling me, so we got five people, four of whom are sort of sensibly developers. And the best thing we did this year is a text box. I I would uh, stand by that. (laughs) Yes. It's all about the market. All right. I mean, okay, I well, mean, we've done some great just... things, but yes, uh, like we've we've <laughs> wanted like wanted to know where people were coming from for a long time and know who they are. We yeah. have a steady stream of that coming into our Slack channel now. Well, let's just like get this going at scale, right? like twenty twenty, <laughs> all text boxes. We're just a text box company now, just, so <laughs> the whole app <laughs> like, is text boxes. Well, yeah. well, that's that's our next product. Is just it's a text box. 
Just uh, right. you just put it just into your, you amazing. just install it in your app. It's this a it's a one liner like, code. Josh, Josh, people are going to steal this idea. <laughs> you need to be quieter. <laughs> Don't give away our ideas. This is money. <laughs> one of the uh, sources where we've realized or we found that we're having some signups come from is this podcast, which is a. Uh, was wow. surprising to me. Yeah. I, I, we didn't start it to get like new customers, but some of them have been coming from uh, That's great. listening to us. So thank you, everyone. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. And you stragglers, just get your butts <laughs> in gear. <laughs> See, so moving into the fall, we added uh, breadcrumbs for our Elixir customers. That's exciting. And cool. we did some updates on the Ruby side for Lambda. We had a customer write a blog post and say, oh, watch out for this gotcha when you're using Honey Badger and Lambda because, you know, the, the function ends and Honey Badger doesn't have, have a chance to send the error report unless you use this one flag which says, you know, send it synchronously rather than asynchronously. And uh, I saw that blog post and I'm like, no, no, I cannot have this. We, we cannot have gotchas and caveats and things like that. So I insisted that we immediately rectify the situation and within a few weeks we had <laughs> an update to our code that now like detects when it's running in the Lambda environment and does the sensible thing so that you don't have to know the special incantation to get the errors to show That's properly. that's awesome by the way it's It it's is great. awesome like <laughs> I love this attitude too <laughs> just like a gentleman standing up for our customers exactly. <laughs> I cannot have this <laughs> shall not shall not stand <laughs> shall not stand Star, you launched the new blog design. I launched a new blog. Yeah. That's one of those things where it took a while because I do, whenever I have to make websites and sort of make things, well, I should back up and say the reason I, I launched sort of a new blog design is because we decided we wanted to have third party authors uh, join us. And our existing blog design was just really kind of basic bootstrap, like bootstrap the uh, CSS framework uh, look. Like I personally found it kind of hard to read just with mm -hmm. the typography. It just kind of looked like an afterthought. And I really wanted to make our blog sort of a first class citizen, sort of a, its own destination. And so, yeah, so I spent some time doing that. It took a little while because my approach desi to design is basically just to try things over and over again until like something looks kind of okay to me. Like I don't really have much design like skill per se. That's, I just that's have, my like, uh, software design process, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Like I have design persistence, and so it's not always the fastest process, but it usually you know gets gets something. Go to the blog, check it out, and just see how beautiful it is. And once we get these new um, blog posts going, um, which I've got a bunch of new content ready for the new year that we're going to publish. It's just going to be beautiful because all the new content is going to use a new style guide. It's just going to be amazing. It is beautiful, so. by the way. The blog design is great. Oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah, I love it. Thank you. If the onboarding survey text box was our number one feature for the year, then I nominate this next item as our number two feature of the I year. I thought you were going to nominate the blog, Ben. Sorry. Sorry, sorry. Oh. This is awesome. But dark oh. mode is are, more are, awesome. Are we, are we going to have like an award show, by the way, or ceremony or something? Like, I feel like <laughs> we we're, we're leading we up to something. Awards. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like the, the Honey Badger version of the Dundies, you know, like from The Office. <laughs> there we go. There yes. we go. Can I be like Chris Rock hosting it or something? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so, so, dark, so dark mode, mode is. Yes, that's something I wanted very badly for a long time. And, and uh, we had an active issue in GitHub for at least a year. Kevin knocked that one out of the park, I think. Mm -hmm. And, you know, timely enough, we launched it in October, which I mean, this is the best time, right? And with Halloween to yeah. launch a dark mode option. Yeah. But 
I tell you what, I have, since upgrading to Catalina, I have the auto switching from dark mode to light mode in my UI. And in the mornings when I'm doing work at 4 a.m. and I open up, open up a honey badger and it's dark, I'm like, ah, oh, yes, <laughs> that is glorious. Nice. So love that. Nice. We should really lean into this. And instead of just like doing, have, having things that are visually dark, we should like change all the microtext to be like, this is, this is your error. You'll probably never fix it. <laughs> this it's might like, cause this your is, death. Yeah, this has happened a thousand times and it will happen a thousand more. An interesting tidbit, though, that came out of that work, one thing that I did not anticipate, but came up immediately after we launched dark mode, was people who were in dark mode in their OS, but did not want dark mode on the web page. And mm -hmm. so they yeah. asked us to be able to customize that and turn off the dark mode and have light mode. So we, we added that. Did they ask nicely? Uh, very nicely. Okay, well, that's mm -hmm. good. All of our customers are very polite. Well, at least sometimes, ninety-nine percent of our customers. Sometimes when you sometimes <laughs> when you make design changes that people don't opt into, they can be like not quite so nice, not that as nice happen. as I would like. But yeah, I'm glad they were nice to Kevin because he deserves. Well, it. Well, in this case, at least they only it was only people that already had dark mode enabled that that opted into it right automatically. Yeah, in their, so we, in their we'd OS. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. And is there it, are a few that actually opt for dark mode even when their OS is in light mode. Right. So that's. Yeah, so they can use the option. Is there a switcher button? I haven't, I haven't yes. seen it. Yes, it's in the user preferences. You can, okay. you can override it. Oh, you have the, to go to user preferences. Okay. Mm -hmm. The default is it matches your OS settings, but you can override that either light or dark. Okay. Yeah. That's, I think we should have like a, we should lean into this too and have like a cute badger theme. Like just have lots of themes. We could have a, like a yeah. pink cute yeah. badger. Oh, yeah. I'm saying the rainbows and lollipops a lot theme. because because oh. I know Josh doesn't like that idea, so I'm trying to to like zing him a I'm, little bit. <laughs> I'm, I mean, if you want to do a cute badger star, knock yourself out. I'm I'm uh, okay. I'm not thanks. I'm not going to hold you back. Yeah. Okay, so as we mentioned, um, we added a Discord integration, and then moving on to November, we're getting we're getting really close to now. We're getting down to the wire. Yeah, more JavaScript um, for Josh. JavaScript breadcrumbs. Oh, yeah, Josh, yeah. working on that. That's currently in beta on a, uh, it, well, it's on a branch on our, uh, no, actually it's, it's merged onto master now on our JavaScript, uh, honey badger JS uh, repo, but it is not out of beta yet. And that is because I do not want to support that in December. So <laughs> if you want to use <laughs> that fair. though, you can use, uh, you can use the beta, the latest beta of our, uh, honey badger dash JS, uh, package, which includes breadcrumbs, which will, uh, probably not have any problems but if it does you can <laughs> that, report them I mean, on github and i will get them to them in january <laughs> in january right the breadcrumbs in javascript are going to track things like you know ajax requests that were made prior yeah. to an error stuff like ui that. clicks page net like navigation changes yeah that's huge that's lots gonna of, be huge for yeah, um, javascript errors lots of state things yeah. it's, it's especially useful like breadcrumbs we launched it for backend initially because we're kind of backend first you know, we focus on Ruby exclusively, but breadcrumbs is really a front end feature. And it, I think at first was basically created for JavaScript just because it's so, it, it's so difficult to know what is actually causing an error in JavaScript. So yeah, most people I think would probably build it first for JavaScript, but we always focus on our favorite customers first, <laughs> I guess, which is Ruby. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, Sorry, JavaScript. Able to remove. Oh. <laughs> Poor am I am I like really just like world. <laughs> JavaScript is eating the world. I feel like I'm digging a hole here. You're digging a <laughs> hole. It's all right. 
I just we just like basically said jQuery is our favorite front end framework. <laughs> you know, you gotta have you gotta believe in something. It'll come back in style. It will. And the breadcrumbs are actually replacing like my own sort of janky half implemented version of like breadcrumbs that I just had on our running on our like web app. We had this really weird error where jQuery was taking the results of some Ajax request and executing it as JavaScript, which most of the time it should not do that. But there's that error in, in JavaScript gives you no visibility. And so I implemented my own hacky, bad version of breadcrumbs to like log every Ajax request and the results of it so I could see what code was being, you know, what quote unquote code was being executed. And it turns out that jQuery, for some reason, thought that the Nginx error pages, like the ones that we serve when somebody gets throttled, it thought those were uh, JavaScript and that it needed to execute. So that's the sort of things you'll be able to fix or you'll be able to like uh, debug in like with legit breadcrumbs. And you'll be able to do it like 10 times faster than me because yeah. it'll just be there. It might just be apparent that that was the issue. It, yeah, right? it'll just be obvious like, and you won't have to versus have to think about it. It'll just yeah. be right there on your error page in Honey Badger. Yes. Boom. This is what caused your problem. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Awesome. I literally had to like patch jQuery, I think, to make this work. And, and you all won't have to do that. You can use your virgin, like pristine versions of jQuery. <laughs> yeah. And why, why are we going to all this effort? But not because we love JavaScript, but we love our customers. So we, no, we, will, we will put yeah. ourselves through this hell to, uh, yeah, for and, you. And, and to give those JavaScript customers additional help, you know, I, as we mentioned before, we do have uh, the source map upload as part of GitHub Actions now. So you can... If you're using GitHub Actions, you can compile your assets. You can pack everything using your packer of choice, because there's only like 20 of them now, and uh, send them to us, our API. And so you can get that juicy and full-flavored source map yes. in your Honey Badger display so that you don't have to worry about minified JavaScript when you're trying to figure out where the heck that error came from. I should also, I should also mention, I don't know if that, this was on the list, but in addition to jQuery, we also support React and Vue now. So oh, yeah? if, uh, yeah. you know, that, if you're not a, if you're not a jQuery, if you're not a 10X, if you're not a 10X J, jQuery developer, um, you, we, like, we do support React. Like, <laughs> I feel like this show is like veered from like, what lessons have we learned from like going through our, like what, what patterns we noticing from all the stuff we've done. Now we're just like, we're just on like QVC selling knives or something. <laughs> it's like, and this knife will, this knife will chop all of your parsley into little bitty bits. Uh, hey, Susan, have you ever seen a knife slice a tomato without any, without putting any pressure on it? Let's, let's show the audience. Well, to cap it all off, we had one of our two hires over the past year actually make it to a full year of working at Honey Badger. So we celebrated Ben Finley's Yay! one year anniversary in November, and he's delighted to be with us still. So we're still doing something right. And nice. we're yeah. delighted that he is with us. We're, he's been great. Well, congrats, Ben. It's been, yeah, it's been I'm fun. I'm a big Finley fan. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I have to say. <sighs> okay, so we've made it. We're not going to do December, I guess, because it's not on our list. It's because we're and taking vacations in December. We're, we're not doing it. <laughs> oh, yeah. We're doing our side projects in December. We're playing That's with right. stuff. Yeah. That's right. Mm -hmm. Although, you know, we've done some things, minor things here and there. I've, the ship yeah. is still running. I've, right? worked still on, steering. Uh, I've continued to work on source maps in December. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you say that with that 10,000 foot stare. <laughs> 
I think I'm done for the year though. Like, fingers crossed. Like I probably just, I'm sorry. Yeah. So <laughs> here's, here's my suggestion, whatever like next technical hire we do, it just, they just do source maps. They don't do anything else. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Merry star. Christmas, Josh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, so when All we right. get together in, in January, then we'll be talking about what we're going to be talking about in next year's recap episode, right? Because we're going to well, be planning yeah. out our year. And- At this rate, if we're, if we keep, especially, I don't know if we're going to like hire any other developers next year, but if we do, I don't know that we're going to be able to do a full recap um, in, oh, a, yeah. you know, in one or even two yeah. episodes. So question, question for you all, it is in real time, calendar time, not show release time. We're about two weeks out from Christmas. Are we going to release this? Are we going to record a show next week? What do you want to sure. do? Sure. Let's record a show next week. I'm down. I'm, I'm fine if with that. Want. Are you going to be around, Josh? I will be here. Okay. That sounds great. And then I don't know when that would be released. If that'll be released like after the new year or what? Well, that, would, that would be right after Christmas if we yeah, decide I think to have it would. a Christmas release. Yeah. The, uh, okay. That sounds the good. 27th. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe we can do like a favorite things show or something. I've been wanting to do that for a while. Kind of we can fun. just talk about what we got for Christmas. Oh yeah, there you go. Except it, it wouldn't. Oh, Christmas it'll yet. be like the yeah, it'll be the week before. Oh, oh my God! So, yes, I'm sorry. We can talk about what we want for Christmas. Time go. is so confusing. <laughs> yeah. Well, we can just pretend like that we said, got what we wanted to get. Yeah. If we're gonna if we're gonna continue that, yeah, we can. We'll figure it out. I mean, you know, okay. to be fair, like no one will actually know the truth, so. <laughs> That's true. That's very true. Well, here's to that. Here's to nobody knowing the truth <laughs> ever. And this has been Founder Quest. <laughs> this has been Founder Quest. If you want to write for our blog, we talked a little bit about that. Go to our blog and there's a little link in the in the top nav right next to the RSS link. And if you want to give us a nice review, please go ahead and do that. We love those. And yeah, I think that's it. So I will see you guys later if, if, unless you have something else. Anybody have any like final last words? I love JavaScript. There you go. That's, that's a, that's a, that's a good one. Like, sure. <laughs> Brought a tear to my eye. ThunderQuest is a weekly podcast by the founders of Honey Badger. Zero instrumentation, 360 degree coverage of errors, outages, and service degradations for your web apps. If you have a web app, you need it. Available at honeybadger.io. Want more from the founders? Go to founderquestpodcast.com. That's one word. You can access our huge back catalog or sign up for our newsletter to get exclusive VIP content. FounderQuest is available on iTunes, Spotify, and other purveyors of fine podcasts. We'll see you next week. <laughs>